Hey, welcome to whatever this is. This is Aaron, one of your hosts. You also have Brendan and Isaiah. Uh, today we talk about a couple of things, including the new Cider Arcade in Houston, uh, a new documentary over power and society. Uh, we go down the rabbit hole of QAnon and the Great Awakening. Uh, a couple of points of GME and how that has become what it is. Uh, and the rest, I guess you'll figure out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's, of course, of what, how is their how is their actual arcade? They were pretty good. Um, you I mean, you don't have to pay per like thing, do you? you no, no. They usually uh, depending on the arcade, a, a, a bunch of them just have like a blue button you can just press, and it just like inserts mm-hmm. a coin or whatever, which which was pretty. Like it didn't explain it, and so we were like there at a machine for like three minutes. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is <laughs> why is it not working? And it's like under the like coin slot. So it was. So like, you're kind of like God it. mode on a lot of games. Like yeah, a lot no, of games, we, you like pay to keep going, but you can just like <laughs> you can just die a million times. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we uh, we beat time crisis. <laughs> I've never beat time <laughs> crisis before. Like we got all the way to stage three, finished everything, and it was said it said game over. A credits ran and everything, and I was like, I would have never beaten this game if it if it wasn't for the fact that I have infinite lives. That's the one where you like stand on the thing and you take cover and you take your foot off and you shoot. Yeah, exactly. I was I was going crazy yesterday though. I had like I had it down. I was like, oh, I gotta press it, tap it, and then get all my ammo. And then boop 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 boop. I was like John Wick with that bitch. That shit was awesome. Yeah, that sounds cool. But I mean, yeah, it was pretty fun. I think the, I think the biggest thing, um, was mainly the fact that like there was just a lot more people than I expected there to be. We were still able to like just walk away and like get away from people, uh, but there was just still more people mm-hmm. than I expected there to be. I, I don't think that they were really prepared to, to like have as many people as as they as they had because they had like a long line. So we had to stand in line for like. 10 minutes to even get in um but once you got in like then you just had to deal with like oh well uh there's a there are a bunch of different types of arcades but like 60 percent of them is like stuff you're just not gonna play it's like oh i'm not gonna play the the fucking three stooges like arcade video game uh from like 1964 or some bullshit like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that but uh that sounds pretty dope actually three stooges (laughs) Yeah, the even the plot of that <laughs> but yeah i mean they a bunch of them were really good uh but there were just a lot of them like they had like they had like a 10 or 15 different like uh, pinball machines and that was kind of cool but it's like well i'm only gonna do the once like i'm only gonna do it the one time and then i'm, I'm not i'm just gonna move to something else uh but they had a Look at good for them. They had like a bunch of different fighting, like fighting games. Like they had Marvel 2, they had Third Strike, they had a bunch of Mortal Kombat's. They had like they just had like a bunch of them. So I was really impressed by that because I was like, usually if you go to an arcade uh and you like to go to arcades, then like a good portion of time you're probably gonna want to play at least one fighting game or whatever, just for the fun of it. And they just had like a, a whole lot of them. So it was like, okay, well, that's really good. Like it, I'm, I'm happy they just didn't like Street Fighter 2. And then that was just it. And it's like, all right, well, now go play the 20 different pinball games or whatever. It's like the, the variety of the stuff that they had there was pretty good. So it was uh, it was kind of worth it. I, I would definitely go back, uh, especially if they had some like some other shit to drink. But, you know. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's I don't it. really like cider. 
Yeah. It's just too too sweet. Yeah, I like Probably. the dry ones. Yeah. It, they were I had like actually they had like a little indi- indicator on it that said whether it whether or not it was dry. So that kind mm. of I didn't realize that and I was drinking and I was like, this kind of tastes like like dirt, like whatever. Like it's like very <laughs> fruity, like dry dirt. And then I just didn't piece together. That's how you know it's fresh, dude. It told me that it was dry before I even yeah. bought it. Yeah, you're gonna want the moist cider next. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, probably the play is uh, is to do like is to do the whole movie theater like thing and just bring your own shit because they didn't check at all. They were just like, give me your card and swipe that bitch when you're in. So maybe like bring in like a bottle of tequila. <laughs> I think they notice you just <laughs> pouring. Would they? Bottle. Would they? If you bring it, hey, if they're not going to check your girl's purse, they definitely didn't. Oh yeah, get that tampon flask or whatever. Yeah, you start right. drinking out of your tampons for the cider cage. You smuggle in IPA. One of those really big, like teacher, like a number two pencil, like flask. Just get one of those. Yeah. And just give it to them. <laughs> yeah, they, they were. They were. They weren't checking. They weren't checking for nobody. Yeah, overall, it was, it was a pretty it was a pretty good time. I mean, I'd, I'd probably rec- I'd re- definitely recommend it, um, but it is still probably one of those situations where, uh, like, I would not. It's not something I would constantly go back to, or it's not something I would yeah. go out of my way to do. It'd be like a this is fun to do like every once in a while, especially if I've been drinking. Then it's like yeah, I'm gonna go play Marvel too, like in person with people, or whatever. Like that'd be fun. Yeah, have you been to Joysticks? Yeah. No, but I've heard that in Houston. Yeah, it's like right down the street from Cider King. (laughs) I'm like, really? Now I want to go to Joysticks. It sounds like the same thing, but with uh, with the worst name, but potentially better (laughs) alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, it's not. It's open like very weird times. Like I think it closes like 6 p.m., so it's not even really a bar. It, it looks less cool than I was expecting for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's more like it's more old it, it's, school. I think it's been there forever. It's not. It doesn't look like a bar. It's just a. It's just an arcade. Yeah. That was a... Yeah, you're right. Actually. Damn it. Yeah, it there looks very well lit. Another looks like type of Chuck E. Cheese lighting. Wasn't there like another type of arcade bar type of place where it's like oh they're only open on like uh, the first Friday and last Sunday uh, Friday of the month or some shit. Uh, and you pay like a dollar, and you can play like a thousand video games or something like that. Uh, was that joysticks, or was that another room? Oh, they're just reinventing. Uh, what what were those companies where like you go in like middle school, people would have like birthday parties there, and they just have a bunch of games, and you'd like yeah. play Counter Strike on a bunch of computers, and they'd give you like free Mountain Dew and shit. Oh, you know wow. what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, have, like a uh, actually no. Really? Yeah, I mean, they went they went completely dead now because everyone's playing games online. Uh, oh, with are each you other talking anyway. about like a? Are you talking about like the land cafes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. There used to be a place called Heroes, like when I was like seven. That was like that, where you played like oh, Magic the Gathering and Yu Gi Oh in one spot, and then you go to the oh, right really? Side, you grew up yeah, near like, Sugarland, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Dude, yeah, I would yeah, go there. Heroes collectibles. That was yeah. uh, when I was like, I, I was like eight or nine. Someone jacked my Yu-Gi-Oh cards there. Yeah. I went for like a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, uh, and this old man started asking about my cards. He was like, "You got some pretty good ones." And I was just so excited that like an adult was taking interest in it. And then he just Great like stuff. picked them up and just walked out the door. <laughs> and I just get yeah. fucked, dude. Yeah, I did get fucked. 
No, that was there is collectible as well. That, uh, that was the place to where uh, like I had played. Uh, that was the first time I had ever played Halo, uh, and it, oh, it was man. at a Halo tournament, and there was like thirty like like fucking high school kids, and they were just like beating my ass. They're like, "Oh, you fucking suck dick! I fucked your mom!" Like you, like I'm gonna beat your ass, and I'm just like eight years old or whatever, just like, "Oh, this is crazy! This is the this is the craziest shit I've ever seen." I didn't know people were playing this shit like this. What the fuck is this? This is awesome. I, <laughs> like, I, I, come back. I, I was into Halo. Uh, I went, yeah, my, my family had like a brief stint where we were going to church regularly, <laughs> but it was like a modern church and they had like a Halo. They had like a video games out front. And I was the kid who like, I, my parents were like the only parents in the church who would let their kids play this violent shit. So I was the kid, like, yeah, I fucked your mom. Just, just killing all these kids. Like, give, give no scope, bitch. <laughs> you were the yeah, that was uh, great times. No, I feel like uh, I feel like I, I, uh, there there was a church in like near Sugarland that was kind of I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a it was like shaped. I just remember it when I was small being shaped like a castle or something. Like there was a, there was like the adult church, and then it was like, oh well, mm. if you're like 10 and under then fuck off to like this to, to the kids section and they try to make it really fun with like different like areas you go play at and fuck around uh-huh. and there's like one that had like actual like video games like they had the xbox and like the gamecube or whatever and i was like i always yeah. want to come to church i'm trying to go to church every day <laughs> just so i can play like fucking halo and shit like <laughs> that's the only thing i cared about i don't i don't give a fuck about like that uh that fucking blood of christ shit i just want to play like halo <laughs> That's the only thing I want to do. Yeah, did you watch that uh, that trailer, that documentary? No, I didn't. Actually, I did do you? want to watch it. Hold on. It's it's really good. What was it about again, or what was it about? Because I haven't seen. Me, it. I know you said it was documentary, but I didn't. Let me I clicked on it, it and then I didn't. I didn't pay attention. It, it, it's a very vague uh, kind of thesis and idea, and it's it, it is dry and hard to watch. But it it hits very hard once you start connecting the themes and uh, approach to it. it okay. It's at a high level just about um, how ideologies shape cultures and societies and uh, that sounds kind of cool. it reviews like the last yeah it, it starts uh, in the 50s and kind of goes through mainly the the vague ideas which get clarified as you go throughout the documentary of individualism versus collectivism um and focuses on like u.s england china russia very heavily and it's yeah, especially cool to see in those kind of countries like Russia and China these perspectives that you wouldn't normally get. Like you, you kind of grow up with the Cold War thought of all oh, Russia's communist, and it's like this oversimplification that you grow up with that gets uh, put in a really interesting perspective. Like as he goes through it, but the trailer's really good. It's very it, it's very artsy in the presentation. Like that's what he. He uses the words like, let me see the description. Yeah, I'm watching it now. I'm like halfway through. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he calls it an emotional history of the modern world. Like the, the yeah, music is perfect. The music is really good. The the imagery he uses is really awesome. Yeah, the trailer's cool. I like the the very end of the trailer is awesome. Yeah, I mean there's definitely like an aesthetic to this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's very art house. Is it already out? Yeah, it's out. It's free on YouTube. Okay. Oh, it's a six part. It's a six part. Yeah, it's It's on that. It's on that YouTube channel. But yeah, it's like it's really a series. I mean, it's six episodes and they're about an hour long each. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, like, holy shit, like that's that's a lot of time. It's like yeah, almost ten hours of shit or something. Like, it's like it's like six hours. Uh, yeah, I I started it on Friday and. Uh, I got through the third one, so I'm like halfway through. Okay. Yeah, I watched like one a day. Shooting and fucking, I say. Okay. It's it, it's really good, but it it definitely takes you a minute to get used to. Like when you start the first episode, I was just kind of confused at first until I started connecting the themes. Um. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, what he'll do is he'll talk about, like, ideologies that are big at the time and then interview some or show an interview from some psychologist that was big at the time. So, like, as psychology's view of how people think and how people um, create an identity for themselves changes throughout the decades um, it shows how that view of psychology mirrors the view of their ideologies and just the prevalent ideologies of the time. It feels like it might take a while for like for to connect the pieces. Yeah, it definitely does. But you, you, you definitely can kind of see what's going on about like halfway through the first one. Um, he talks a lot about uh, I mean, he uses the word power, really like just like control. Like he kind of poses this question of can governments deliberately inflict ideologies on people? Like can people be controlled deliberately or are ideologies this this like chaotic, super complicated thing and human psychology is just so complicated that you can try to do that but it's not going to come out exactly the way you want it to ever just because people are too uh i don't know randomized or unstructured isn't the former the whole concept of propaganda though yeah i mean there's influence people to like convince them of some type of ideology by like but there's a difference between influence and just straight up inflicting an ideology on people like, cause he, he shows like these countries trying to do that. And then the backlash that happens from it. Um, so like, yeah, the, he follows, uh, I think the first episode is mostly about England and they had this big empire where they had colonies and they would tell the people in the colonies were all part of England. Um, and then they started immigrating to like actual England and realizing that they're, outsiders and people are actually mostly afraid of them and don't like them and see them as immigrants. Um, he follows 
uh, it was like Michael DeFreitas. He was like influenced by Malcolm X and he goes by Michael X at that point. Hmm. Um, and it goes into this whole black power movement in England and just the rise and fall of, of Michael X. Um, and he, he kind of shows that in China too. Like he, he follows, he just picks really interesting characters, like people you haven't heard of. Like he follows Mao Zedong's wife, who was this super um, like uh, emotional and individ- like kind of narcissistic actress in China um, who became their head of propaganda because she was just so good at like, yeah, balancing out the communism side with what he called individualism, inspiring people that way. But it's really, it's really good. It, it touches on all these issues that like I had heard of, but didn't know that much about. And it gives a perspective on, yeah, people in those issues or involved in those issues that I never heard of. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I feel like uh, yeah, I'll probably sit down and watch at least the first episode because I would like to know how this stuff gets really connected that way. It's yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, it definitely, it, it definitely, you get a story out of it, but the story is like the protagonists are just kind of scattered about, and they kind of rise and fall. And there's like new protagonists introduced and they die halfway through. Okay. I just finished watching uh, the trailer and I don't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very vague, but from the trailer alone, you can kind of get like, okay, there's a theme of power. It's going to be a very art house kind of presentation. I kind of felt kind of. Like I was reading the Great Awakening map or whatever from that Q and <laughs> the Q. Dude, I, I saw felt kind of stupid. <laughs> well, I, after I, saw I watched it, I was like, I don't know if I did this. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, it. It does. Uh, I don't know. It it like I've I've heard multiple directors like say this about like they'll they'll have ideas that are kind of pretentious. Like this is this documentary is like all political commentary and social commentary that's like very dry and kind of pretentious if you put it in an essay but it's fun if you put like cartoonish meme font over it and show like you know a tiktok with the death note character at the end (laughs) so it's it's like a pretentious idea but displayed in a way with all this like uh like cool music and modern art house kind of delivery Kind of, which kinda I thought worked well. That, what was that movie that you had showed us at one point of like, uh, like that was very like stylistic, and they were pretty much just talking about like the guy's yeah. dreams or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Waking Life. The, yeah, that was the the director I was thinking of, Richard Linklater. He he had a quote for that, where he was like, "This movie like is like way pretentious, too pretentious to be made, but if we make it just cool cartoons, it might be kind of sick." <laughs> so it's a similar idea to that yeah I mean there are like a, I think the, the biggest thing is kind of just balancing out the dialogue right like especially with stuff that's very dialogue heavy just balancing out all of that dialogue and keeping people interested in it because it's very it's very easy to lose people's interest uh, if like the bulk 
of the content is just like you guys is just talking about something or like constantly throwing yeah. information out there the whole time. Like if stuff is not happening, uh, it's very easy to lose somebody's interest. Um, and there's like there's other animes that are kind of like that too, which is uh, which kind of has that same idea of like oh they're just talking, but there's a lot of interesting shots. There's stuff that's going on that keeps your your eyes interested. So you're like okay, well I'm still listening. I might not understand everything, but like it looks good, so I'm hey I'm still paying attention. Like regardless of like how over the head that stuff might go or how like pretentious it might be, like I'm still interested because you know the stuff is kind of happening. So it's kind of interesting or it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like that's very yeah. I feel like anime do. definitely does that a lot. It'll just go in someone's like very detailed thoughts that like don't directly pertain to the plot, but you you just get. I don't know, a cool delivery of it. You can follow. I mean, it. like, a, I don't know. You you brought up Death Note because of the TikTok at the yeah, very yeah. end. But a, a, one of the examples was just like a light being like, I take a potato chip and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> like right before, like right after he's talking about how he's going to kill all of these people and do X, Y, Z and he needs to blah, blah, blah. And it's like nothing is really happening. But like him just yeah. talking and, and then like the catch is like. Like the the artistry of like uh, balancing that with the actual visuals of like being like hey pay attention to this while while you know we're we're giving you all this info as well. Yeah, the the idea alone needs to be balanced by some kind of a uh, you know visual or music that that makes it super tense or super whatever you want the emotion to be. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, uh, damn what was his name. Uh, the uh, the creator of Boondocks pretty much said the same, or pretty much said something similar. His his name's also Aaron. Uh, Aaron McGregor or McGregor. Uh, he pretty much said like something similar, which is like no matter even regardless of how much like you want to have like substance or conversation, or you want to be able to give your opinion or idea to people, if you can't make it entertaining, then no one's going to give a shit. Like you need to, regardless of how complex or how little it is that you want to say, you still need to find a way to make it entertaining. Because if it's not entertaining, then people are just not going to pay attention. So even doing something is like, oh, well, make them laugh or keep them engaged, make them interested, like make them want to watch more uh, and use that as the basis to say whatever it is you want to say. Um, but yeah, like you, it is easier to 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 get your point and get your opinion out there if people are entertained and they want to see more rather than if you're just like, if you're just giving it to them and there's no reason for them to pay attention, uh, which I feel yeah. like kind of is like the same thing. It kind of just applies. Right. It is there's, there's like different types of, I don't know, delivery for entertainment though, or different, like, like templates you can fall into. Like, I, I feel like this, like this documentary feels kind of a, I don't know, Tumblr-y. Like, I, I haven't really, like, heard of this director, but I started looking him up. I feel like there's, like, a bunch of Tumblr pages devoted to him. <laughs> it, it just feels kind of, uh, there's, like, a certain aesthetic to it that... Uh, yeah, something about the the uh, format just really makes me feel like it's about to be, like, I'm about to hit with, hit with some, like, conspiracy theory or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah <very laughs> much. Where I'm going to, like, start falling into the trap, and suddenly I'm going to... It's like the, the sound yeah. and the visuals kind of like go against the stuff that it was saying and like showing like oh uh, uh when it was talking about tupac tupac wanted to change the world but then he was like gate kept from uh actually yeah yeah speaking to about culture and stuff and i'm like 
but this is like very like a like 90s aesthetics like sound yeah. like you're playing like a like a really happy sound right now whatever like that that's not that's not very comforting with what you're saying this is like the exact opposite of, of what i was expecting yeah i'm interested but in watching it cool. just saying it's kind of, i see how the, it could definitely be off-putting to a lot of people yeah yeah definitely <clears throat> yeah i also feel like um what you had said before that like sometimes with those very pretentious like conversations it can get very dry uh, especially if you're if you're talking in a way or delivering it in a way uh, that makes it very hard for like people to understand on like the first go because a lot of the times with stuff like that sometimes you'll have to re-watch it or re-listen to it to kind yeah. of get the full context and understand that so uh that could still be very hard if it's like well i didn't get half of the shit that he said so i gotta go back and like listen to that shit again to kind of like understand what was actually happening and that's kind of the vibe that i was getting so i'm like i'm really hoping that i that i just well, don't feel stupid the, the entire way. i mean the, the trailer is like a teaser like it is like a like we're we're only going to give you a little we're not going to give you enough information to actually make sense of anything we're just going to mm-hmm. like show you some general like maybe you can infer a theme from it or maybe you can infer like a general aesthetic and delivery that interests you um but yeah i think uh, he he also tries to match up the delivery with how the character is feeling at the time so uh, i mean similar to I, I guess it's like any movie but he 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 sells this documentary as like a emotional perspective of history. So he he tries to sell you on um, I don't know these these like feelings of like I don't know not just as simple as like oh this is like a happy moment or a sad moment, but he'll try to like just pick out these really strange characters from history. And he's like he like here's the the paranoia that the author who inspired uh, Lee Harvey Oswald felt when he was writing his like manifesto or just some like weird little uh, moment that this character was feeling. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a cool idea. I haven't like processed the documentary yet. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like halfway through it. Um, but one of the cool things that he talks about in each episode I've seen so far, he he goes back and forth on this idea, this modern idea, if like tech companies really have as much control as we kind of think they do. Like it, it's kind of uh, a stereotype or common belief, I guess, that like companies like Facebook or Google have all this power to you know, control what people see and they influence ideologies, they influence culture and how people think. Um, and he, he kind of goes back and forth on if that's even possible. Like if, if just human psychology is just too complicated to be like perfectly manipulated. And if tech companies really are just going to be like a, that's just going to be like a myth of our time that tech companies are going to have all this power and it's really going to turn out that they don't, or if they're just going to be like 
complete predictive gods and will just be able to tell you everything you're going to want before you actually want it. No, when he's when he says like the the idea that uh like tech companies like Facebook has the power to influence culture and whatever is he specifically talking about like the people in charge and running Facebook or like Facebook as a Just proxy the the mechanism of collecting data like he he starts off in the first episode he goes through how the British Empire they would collect data and use it to manipulate people and try to indoctrinate them into western and english culture so they would go around in their colonies and they you know they would do like the what we think of as barbaric now they they would like measure people's skulls or they'd like map out like ideologies on a map and say like in this area people are very like this personality or this characteristic and they they would try to use this data to map out um, like these civilizations that they were colonizing and how they can manipulate them. And now com- like companies can actually do that. Like Google actually has an insane amount of data that governments have always wanted to have. Um, and the question is, can they use that to like perform this mass manipulation that uh, empires and just countries have been trying to do forever? Um, or at least in the last uh, hundred years, mm. he, he kind of cites whole site like he, he's kind of against it personally. Like he he'll cite like uh, the NSA has all this data, like potentially everything you've ever, you know, Google. They can like listen in on anyone. They have all they can like tap into your webcam or whatever. And they've been they've been doing this for almost twenty years, and they've like claimed to have stopped zero terrorist attacks. <laughs> like it's just uh, they're just potentially not as effective as we think they are. And he thinks this this kind of myth that you can do that is like a a trend that's gonna die out. Hmm. That's like the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I mean, I was, I'm kind of uh, extrapolating a lot because uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I watched a, an interview with the director because uh, I thought he was interesting. Um, so he, yeah. he like touches on all those themes, but he doesn't explicitly say all that. Yeah, but I'm I am interested now because at least the topic of like how he's presenting it is kind of is really interesting. Yeah. But fuck, man. God damn. Now I'm, now I'm like thinking of this shit. <laughs> I'm just like, how far is this hole going to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. Uh, I don't know what my thoughts on it are. Because I've like, I've started stuff before and I'll get really hyped up, but then I'll finish something and look back on it and think like, oh, it's kind of bullshitty. So I, I'm still, I'm hesitant to, you know, still declare it as like you know legit or not how are uh how are you guys gme stocks doing i uh, appreciate it i haven't i mean are you still holding isaiah yeah i am it's, it's not going great but uh Monday. They keep moving the goalposts. Like, yeah, Monday is going to be the day. The next, <laughs> yeah. the oh, it didn't it happen is. Monday, maybe Tuesday. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it feels very, uh, 
I don't know, like a cult leader, yeah, predicted a rapture and it didn't happen. So they're like, oh, no, next month, the solar eclipse with Jupiter. I, I thought it was Jupiter, but it's Saturn that has to be. If you like, uh, like if you go on the Wall Street bets, they're like, just like, here, here's a bunch of data that suggests, you know, the short squeeze is over. And they're like, no, that's just, that's just fake data that the hedge funds put out. It's, it's, yeah, it's very it's, like conspiratorial. Like, yeah. Like it just feels like you're reading some like, Donald Trump Q shit at some point. <laughs> yeah. That time it's just like sad because like these people just posting dumb memes that like, oh, you know, it shows fucking Lightning McQueen like, you know, pushing fucking <laughs> Redditors over this finish line. Like, oh yeah, don't worry. We're going to, you know, it, it's coming back. You know, it's going to be a thousand dollars by the end of the week. Like just because you're saying that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, you, like everyone thinks there's some sort of analysis that other people have done for them. So yeah. I'm just blindly trusting it. So it's like, you don't really know. You just read some bullshit on a Reddit thread and you're just believing it because it fits your narrative. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know. But it, like, nobody, like, uh, very few people on there actually know what's happening or why it's even spiked in the first place. But, but that method of like, uh, you know, just seeing a lightning McQueen meme with 50,000 upvotes is potentially more effective than like a in-depth analysis essay. Like people aren't going to read that shit. They're going to see this meme that a bunch of people upvoted and there's just a power in, uh, in just yeah. the crowd and the numbers. Yeah. And I guess, and like for people like me and you, where we only put like a few stocks in like or yeah. few shares in, it's like all fun and games, but some people yeah. are legitimately lost like a yeah. ton of money on this and like probably ruined their lives permanently. If it yeah. It, it, yeah. That's what's like, I, I don't know. I've been like pissing me off because you know these, these like people like fucking AOC and Ted Cruz and Mark Cuban and Elon Musk <laughs> are all just tweeting like, "Oh yeah, it's this big uh, chamath," or like, "Oh, it's this you know transfer of wealth from hedge funds to to redditors." Meanwhile, redditors are just like posting loss porn of like, "Oh, I lost fifty k," and the people are just like, "Oh, you retard," and just laughing at them. <laughs> it, it it's just a like the, yeah the the narrative that you know the politicians or uh, or Elon Musk <laughs> promotes is is very different than what's going on on Wall Street bets. Yeah, like there's still like this whole like idea that like oh yeah a bunch of like redditors crowdsourced this like revolution against Wall Street. Like, yeah, not really like maybe for a week. <laughs> i mean they the hedge funds did uh i, I don't even know like i say hedge funds i don't even really know it's just the how generic, all like, those bad. are related yeah yeah they're like <laughs> the enemy you know <laughs> yeah exactly uh you only name like two hedge funds it's the ones that reddit's talking about <laughs> the, just, the antagonists I'm I'm yeah. just looking through Wall Street bets right now, and Jesus Christ! Like oh, yeah. <laughs> every single post is just like, "We still hold until Monday. Wait until Monday. What's happening yeah. on Monday? Should I sell? <laughs> Should hold? Right? We went. It went down forty percent today. What happened on Monday? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, what is? It? Yeah, Mark Cuban did an AMA, and he was like, "Yeah, I suggest all of you hold." Um, and he's just. I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand why these like billionaires and people in power are telling me to hold or to, to buy GameStop. It, it just, uh, yeah. It's like, it, why the fuck am I going to trust Mark Cuban of all people? <laughs> yeah. 
because he's somewhat likable. Like uh, he invested in the like super squeegee on Shark Tank, and it was successful. I, yeah, it uh, it it definitely feels like there's deception uh, going on. Which yeah, on the political side, you can kind of get like Ted Cruz is just. He, he's just getting hit hard with all this like shit and he just wants he just wants people to like him <laughs> he's yeah. just like yeah i support i support uh you know the people <laughs> the the regular retail investors um i mean are, are the companies that have like short uh, shorted their stocks or whatever uh they still haven't bought shit back yet or n- not at all or no I, people don't know people don't know it's it's up for debate um and it's it's also there's like a lack of understanding the methods that they can do to make their money back like it, it's like they these like investment companies have you know like they buy real estate like close to the actual New York Stock Exchange to like improve their latency time by like milliseconds and they spend just millions of dollars on all this technology and predictive analytics and they buy all this data from robin hood that shows what everyone's going to buy and the redditors are like well we can beat them <laughs> we we know more about this um but at the same time i mean they did uh like some people made a lot of money and some investment firms lost like hundreds of millions so yeah like if you got in like super early then you've made money no matter what when it was yeah like two or five dollars but the thing is yeah. like for every like for you know, every like GameStop or Tesla or whatever stock that you know went like crazy like that. There's like fifty thousand other stocks that Re- that Wall Street bets has promoted that have all fucking failed. <laughs> <laughs> so to think that Reddit's smart just for like their two successes, it's kind of dumb, you know. Especially when the most successful people got in like way early. And by the time everyone figured out about it, it was kind of too late to really make money off of it. Yeah, I think um, it's a. I think the. I don't know. I, I think it's just very appealing. Um, to see like the gains from other people like that is the mm-hmm. thing that makes it be like okay well shit maybe maybe this is something that i should have been doing from the very beginning right like if i see somebody on reddit that's like hey i made like uh it was down to fifty thousand, and now it's up to like two hundred thousand. like it's up like 800 percent or something i'm like fuck maybe if i would have bought two stocks i would have made like pretty good money too because like that's the i think that's the thing that's the most appealing so that that uh like that yeah. that thought process that like i would initially have of like why the fuck would i listen to a bunch of fucking like single redditors or whatever like living in their mom's basements about like this shit that like people spend their whole entire lives still not understanding even though they work in that field like why would i listen to them why would i take them seriously uh it's completely outweighed by like all of these results and like the screenshots of people being like hey we made like millions of dollars or whatever and it's like that's the thing that's appealing. That's the thing that makes me be like, shit. Where's my bank account? Like, how much, <laughs> how much should I yellow in or whatever? Like, what should I do here? But that it's, seems like such a scary like life to to live. It is harder to embrace that though, because that's the narrative that you know, like NBC would push that, like some news station um, that feels very. Uh, I don't know, just low resolution or poppy um, would push that, you know, the Redditors don't know anything and why would you invest in this? But then 
it it swayed a lot of people when uh, Chamath, you know who that is? Yeah. He's, I, I, I I don't know how to let me look up his name. Uh, but he he's this billionaire hedge fund manager, and he called in to one of those news stations like NBC as they were pushing a narrative exactly like that. Like what are these redditors? Uh, like they they don't know anything. How could they possibly like? try to make money on this why don't they just trust like the authority and the people who have studied this and chamath this just billionaire venture capitalist was like he was like well if you go into wall street bets and i encourage you to go all to go in there and look around these people have done their due diligence and they actually know what they're taught there's some really good ideas in there which is very bullshitty. I feel like he did not look at all the memes that I looked at, but he's yeah. like, he, he's like, he, he kind of paints this picture and argument of these like redditors are onto something, and maybe this is a new age for the like individual retail investor, and maybe these people do need to like take some power away from hedge funds, and he kind of pushed that same narrative, which which lost like a lot of uh it's like mostly young men who get caught up in this and invest and Mm -hmm. like speculative stocks like this and they're really it's probably a lot of people who don't have like the money to actually like afford to lose this so he's encouraging all these people to to make this risk and invest in something that he probably knows is insanely risky but I, I don't know why he's doing that. I really, I, I it, it, uh, I don't really know what his motive is. I get for some people, yeah, like the politicians um, who just, you know, want to be seen on the side of the people like AOC or Ted. Uh, I get, you know, like Elon Musk was retweeting it and he just retweets. He, he has like five uh, Dogecoin meme posts a day his bio on twitter is like what is it doge all day doge all night kind of thing which hasn't done shit it's it's it's, uh it it, i don't know i guess for him i kind of see it as he can kind of push he benefits from pushing these like purely speculative assets that don't really do anything but have like hype around them and the dream of like getting rich and pushing, going to the moon. He, he pushes moon stocks because his company, Tesla, is a moon stock. Like he, he needs people to believe in moon stocks because Tesla has gone up an insane amount that fundamental analytics don't agree with at all. So it makes sense for him to push, you know, the idea of speculative moon stocks. And he invested in Bitcoin, which is interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I think that big idea from like from that outside perspective, right? Because I I've never bought stocks. Like I've I've I got like acorns and Robin Hood for all of a one month, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. I'm done with this shit. Like I think that big idea of that, like I just don't know what I'm doing, or I don't know anything about this world. So all I know is like what people tell me or what I see. And the main thing That's that I think. see is like. Uh, right is either the results of what's happening or like the bad the very bad stories of like the stuff that has happened like oh well this person put in way more than they had and they lost like a shit ton of money because they couldn't afford it or whatever like oh like this the stock was going up so much and then 
it just fucking crashed. And now people that put in so much money are like fucked. Uh, so I think at least uh, not having any knowledge of whether or not the, the people that are that are on Reddit uh, do actually know what they're talking about or actually like how what that ratio is, like how how credible that is uh, and like all the and other information together. Like you just you just don't know what to believe until you get into a situation to where you're like, OK, well, actually, let me pay more attention. Let me throw some of my money in there. Now I'm invested because like I have something to to gain and lose from this. Uh, so being on that out, outside perspective, I think is seeing those types of stories, especially like that's the reason why the news keeps playing them, right? Like that is like the kind of, the kind of perspective that you just have because you just don't know any better. Uh, but I mean, yeah, once you jump into Wall Street bets and you're like, okay, well, let me let me see what's going around. And then you just see like 20 Reddit posts in a row that are just like, what are we doing? Like, what's happening? Like, yeah. Are we, we're, this is going to the moon, right? Like, let's keep holding, but I'm going to, I want to sell. Yeah. What is that? Like, what is, oh, fucking big chunk is. <laughs> That's on Wall Street bets? Yeah, it's like, when you see that, and it's just like, well, is this something I really should be taking seriously now? But then I see like a, a fucking screenshot of someone that's like, yeah, I made like $300,000. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe, maybe he's onto something. It, it really is. Uh, like, are you about to show the meme, Isaiah? Yeah. Yeah, there's like all these like dumb pseudo analysis posts. And then there's just like this with like the second most. Up- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what, is, what, are you, what am I supposed to like to glean from that like what does that mean <laughs> like, how, do, how is that supposed to, that's all that means. <laughs> but it, it but how many upvotes does that have like it's not the image itself but it's the the backing of people like there's a there's just a innate like trust in numbers that humans have and it's it is easy to get caught up in those kind of uh pseudo movements like like I, I definitely felt that a bit. Like I felt like I, uh, I felt like I was doing something smart <laughs> when I invested. I, well, I felt like, like a, I, like I knew something, like, well, like and I was going to make right? a bunch of money on it. It's like it's it's, it's, it's a fallacy, it's but it's more... it's just human. It's it's uh, okay, it, it's not it's about like, a... like logical or not logical. It's just like a a human well, thing. People people are people are easily convinced and easily swayed by by uh, a larger number of people like backing it like if you tell me because that's at first glance it's it feels like it's more credible because you have more people telling you that it is like that's the, that's part that's of the it initial uh, response to but that. it's it's also like the bigger thing kind of going back to that documentary and how ideologies of certain societies shape actions like the american ideology is heavily influenced by this like American dream idea, which has been kind of mutated uh, as we've gone on. But there's definitely like people walk around with the fantasy of I'm going to do something and get rich as fuck. And there's like because that dream, even if it's not your logical brain, isn't even acknowledging it or thinking about it at all. It's still there. And when you see an opportunity which yeah is also being influenced by these uh, fallacy, but just innately influential things like support and big groups. It's like uh, it, it's just it just makes this perfect storm of like a bunch of people are going to get into it. 
yeah. and it, it becomes a it becomes a movement, even if it is like a pseudo movement that's going to die out. But a lot of America's based. I mean, not based on pseudo movements, but there's a, a lot of like pseudo movements. Uh, like the storming of the Capitol was a pseudo movement. It was it, it yeah. was like QAnon. Pe- like it was people. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was people. Uh, you know, they're influenced by the collectivism, but they were also influenced by, I guess, this American idea. Of you have to defend freedom. Like in their minds, they were defending freedom, and in their minds, they were you know, doing something heroic and patriotic that their childhood, you know, standing in school and putting their heart over their, or their hand on their heart and pledging allegiance to America influenced them to do like our, just our culture created that, you know, combined with uh, just people being, you know, especially uh, paranoid and, probably lonely and just anxious and paranoid that all these conspiracy theories are happening. You know, it just, it just led to this like crazy storm and we're just storming the Capitol, but it, it's, it's, a, and then it just died out. Uh, and then it just kind of ended. I don't know. I'm also just kind of wondering if all this is kind of just stemming from like this idea that modern society is just kind of like boring, you know? Like you think, like you look back into like you know history. It's like yeah. people like had to go to war, you know, and they were traumatized and they had to do all this shit. And it was like the cold. They were doing shit. It was like the Cold War. It was like all this whole time period of like communism and you know spies, like shit like that. All this crazy yeah. shit going on. But the thing is, you don't you don't hear about like oh just the middle America family living in like 1950. You know, they probably had a boring life just like we did. Probably even more boring because they didn't have the internet. Yeah, they didn't have like porn to jump off to. So it's yeah. like total. You you always hear like the best stories, you know, when you think about like history, right? When but you know when you're stuck in this modern era of like, oh, I just go to work every day, I go through the same motions every day, it's kind of boring. Uh, why don't I go over, try to overthrow the government? Why not? You know, I think yeah, that's that's what my ancestors did. You know, they they fought for some bullshit or whatever. But no, they're probably just like living on a farm their whole fucking life, like bored as hell. So. No, I mean, that's what they say. They say, like, the most boring time in history is, like, is moments of peace because nothing happens. But that's also time when, like, because it's peaceful, because nothing is happening, like, unrest starts to build. Like, that we, that becomes, like, a catalyst for some things. We have shit happen. I mean, there's a global pandemic. How is that not yeah, shit happening? How it's, is that not, like, happening, a- but it's, like, it's boring. You know, it's like, oh, you just have to stay in your house. Right here, you, know? <laughs> you have to wear a mask. You can't go out yeah. <laughs> I think it's also the I think I think it's also the idea of like relativity, right? It's like the idea of like, well, sure, stuff is happening, but it's not happening to everybody at the same time. Like, sure, the pandemic is happening, but not everybody is being affected in the same way. Like, yeah, uh, we have a job that's luckily able, like, allowing us to work from home. That affects us in a completely different way than people that have to like go into the office or that have to go into the hospital to do to do whatever, right? Like. They they are experiencing a completely different, uh, essentially like reality and experiences than we have to deal with. So it could be boring for us. Like I I have to stay in the house. I have to like I can't do shit. I gotta just like fucking like wasting my time. But people, other yeah. people that are being affected by the happening, like it is not boring yeah. for them. So that's true. Like maybe if you're a doctor, you know, in the you know you're in the the trenches of the pandemic, then maybe it is more interesting. I don't know. But 
Well, I mean, what is, what is the better scenario at that point? Like we're saying, oh, maybe it'd be more fun to go be in the trenches. But that still I sounds think. shitty. I mean, yeah, it's shitty, but like you still have that, you know, entitlement. Like, you have like a, a purpose during. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, I mean, is that mainly just what it comes down to is like people, people feeling as though like they are uh, either like they are doing something with their lives. Like they, they are accomplishing and like uh, doing like their purpose, whatever, like this is what yeah, I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Cause like, like in your head, you're supposed, you're kind of like the hero in your own story. Right. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though like you don't really do anything that interesting, you know, at least that's what I tell myself anyways, but it's like, <laughs> you know, I, like I'm not saving anyone's lives, you know, I'm just, I go to work and I get paid and that's, that's fine, I guess. But like, uh, so I have heard that 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 idea is also like very innately American. That idea of like, uh, ev- yeah. like everybody wants to be a hero. Everybody wants yeah. to do something that's going to affect people. That's going to be like good. Like, oh, uh, that's why. Like a lot of the time, uh, people like, uh, or at least one thing that one thing that is said is that if like you see like crime happening or something, or if you see someone that's getting raped, like you don't yell rape or whatever. You yell fire. You like you say something else is because people innately uh like link certain different types of events with like the idea of like oh i want to save somebody from a fire from a car accident as being like heroic um but it's that idea of like well people want to be heroes like that's uh that's like an american type of idea as far as like that's the patriotic we push that as like a good quality as something that like you should do uh but so that uh yeah that doc that documentary touches on that um <laughs> in kind of, <laughs> just that in, bro, i just spent like three hours watching this uh uh it, it talks about yeah more collective cultures not experiencing that as much but individualistic cultures experiencing that more where there's not necessarily like a clear-cut purpose to everyone's lives so they just kind of get invented. It, it talks about uh, like that happening in the sixties and seventies and all these people, mostly like bored housewives getting addicted to Valium. And then uh, what's the new one? Like Oxycontin coming in, just, just people with nothing to do, like feeling all this anxiety and paranoia um, because they are kind of just, uh, you know, quarantined off or uh individualized it's just it just keeps like revolving <laughs> we just keep getting back to i know I'm, I'm like really i'm kind of i think i'm just shoot i'm just shoehorning that in there because i just devoted I, so I much time to it i don't it. think so but I, it, I think it i think it is interesting in and of itself that uh uh stuff like that stuff that is very like philosophical and like is based off of like well, how society acts you can kind of when you when you break things down and when we talk more about those things we can see how those connections are made and how they are like linked to other things that we don't like intrinsically yeah. know about. but i think that's i think that that's interesting like that's really cool <laughs> you listen isaiah i listened to that uh that documentary you sent or that uh that podcast you sent oh uh, yeah the great awakening do you listen to all of it yeah <laughs> It's hilarious. Did you hear it at all, Aaron? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, it's about this like weird graphics designer who was part of the whole like um, what's it called? The whole um, a psychedelics movement, and like he basically 
when the, all the Q shit starts happening, he starts like using memes to help like co-opt the, the psychedelic movement into QAnon. So you have all these people yeah. that, are, that are kind of just like, you know, like free thinking, whatever. And suddenly now they're just full, just Q people. It's, it's really weird. And he, uh, he, he made, did you actually look at the, the map that he made, the Great Awakening map? Uh-uh. Dude, it's just like the most bullshitty, like, giant poster with, like, just random ideas just everywhere. And it's, like, trying to link them all together. And it's like, oh, because, like, all these things are linked, then obviously the, the whole conspiracy is true. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you just, I don't know, it's just tying, like, the 9-11 attacks to, like, some Iran-Contra bullshit to, like... um some like the opium epidemic. It's like, it, it's just random lines connecting random events. And people are like, oh yeah, that does seem correct. So I guess it's yeah. all connected. And this is, it just seems like so much bullshit. Like, I think, but like, I don't know like who, what kind of person you have to be to like look at that map and be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> it's just so, I, well, it's I, like inherently he, confusing, I think. But you can, I'll send it to y'all so you can like take a look. Oh yeah, someone screen share it. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've also heard like the I, the one of the reasons why people get so stuck on a uh, conspiracy theories is because like the the usual thing that the human brain wants to do is like play that cause and effect game, right? Like there's a yeah. big effect, there's a lot of there's a lot of like drama and uh, like influence and whatever uh, that's around the outcome, right? That we associate that with have with having to have a very big cause. Like the cause has to be equal to or greater than the output that's given, right? Which is why people uh, pretty much like just don't agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is? Yeah, this is the map. You can buy it for thirty dollars. It's like a poster size print. Uh, can I like zoom in on this shit? Wow. Does it say anything? Like, does it say anything about us if we yeah, zo- zoom in? Can you read it now? Oh my god! Oh, it's like a so universe. Far. There's yeah, planets. Like, talk about artificial intelligence over here and the dark fleet. Like I don't, I don't even know. Like this is so much bullshit. The rabbit hole on Saturn. There's little ships running around. Yeah, the Battle of Los Angeles from 1942. Like it's just, I don't even understand but, like what they're doing here. Antarctica, dude, the Nazi breakaway. Text is kind of. That's Everything is an illusion. The anonymous meme wars. <laughs> like what? Wow. This is all cute. Right? Yeah. It's where you want to be, I guess. I don't know. Follow oh, the white yeah. rabbit. Hold all right. This is the right clearly side with the Lucifer telescope. Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to Space Force. Is that really the font that Space Force chose? I don't think. Uh, is that just the Star that, Wars that's, font? That's the Star Wars font. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, don't don't forget on the on the very bottom left it says "Red Pill the Masses Escape the Matrix." Oh god! <laughs> yeah, they're really stealing from Matrix. Uh, follow oh, the White news Rabbit. Media, false flags, nine eleven, <laughs> Federal Reserve, big banks. God. Dude. Yeah, apparently, just seeing this map like inspires people to join the like the QAnon conspiracy. I, I don't New see Nazi world order. <laughs> it's just, I, I mean. They're, I, I don't want to say like they're all mentally ill, but a, a lot of mental illnesses do have the symptom of just like what you're saying, uh, connecting these patterns and like promoting pattern recognition more than usual to the point where 
it, it becomes a logical fallacy and it's just it, it's just chaotic c sharp dude <laughs> wait where's that <laughs> in, the, in the middle uh above light body ascension to the right a little bit oh the main oh, right. just by itself yeah, it has nothing to do oh. with anything it's just by itself yeah i mean i think uh I don't know. I think the I think the human brain, especially when it comes to belief, people want to believe that people want to believe that the things that they like and believe are true, right? So it it is yeah. hard for people to it is hard uh, for people to accept the fact that what they might believe or what they what they are interested in like might just be wrong. Uh, so doing things like this uh, could be like a way for them to essentially no like prove that they are right or to essentially it is, it is uh, kind of fun. continue to prove their beliefs, even though they just, just don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is this a, is this a flat earth model? Is this like, that's the earth and then it goes into other planets. I'm not sure. Moon? Maybe. I watched because well, uh, you, uh, you have Antarctica, and then it says Earth at the top. Oh, they're round Earth. Master school for Earthers. spiritual evolution, or it could just be a disc. Oh, ADHDs on there. There's really everything, man. And then if you scroll up, it has the moon on the right, and then what does that have on the left? Uh, I think that's the secret space, space program. program. Okay, so uh, that's in space. The Galactic Federation, and then you have Mars, slave colony. Yeah, dude, I don't. And then Saturn's Venus, on here ancient for some builder race, Saturn, dark fleet. Well, like, I swear yeah, to God, could... is this just like Stargate? I swear, if this is just like the plot to Stargate, I'm going to be <laughs> I mean, religions do start from science fiction. Uh, some like uh, Scientology was L. Ron Hubbard was a um, science fiction writer. Um, the reptilians over here. Yeah, that's that's when you know you're getting deep when you get to reptiles. Like the AI, if this is yeah. an actual map, I like how the AI is just like unconnected with everything except for the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it just is on its own level. Gosh. Yeah, he's just like taking random bits he probably got from like space exploration news. Like Oumuamua is that giant, like weird, like dildo shaped object that was floating towards Earth. Like they thought it was, they thought it was like an alien structure, but turns yeah. out it's just, it's just some weird like extrasolar asteroid that was like flying past Earth. Mm. But they're saying like, oh, it's obviously a derelict alien ship from an ancient civilization. Okay, yeah, go one to the right. Read the Dark Fleet. <laughs> Similar to Empire and Star Wars. <laughs> oh my god, this is just lacking inspiration. I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're borrowing way too heavily from science fiction. Yeah, how much was this map again? <laughs> uh, part of me like legitimately wants to buy it because I'm so like it would be funny. Of, like, it, it is of funny what is actually happening. It's like It'd be a I, funny, I, I, uh, unironically white elephant gift. I think these are just there's a hologram edition and just oh the ultra great, rare great solar flash. These are. If I was gonna buy one, I'd definitely buy the hologram edition. Yeah, this guy's a pretty good. Uh, I like uh, that one in the artist. middle. Looks like a yeah. Bon Iver album. Yeah, or like <laughs> fucking. I, I mean, there's always a Bonnaroo. huge issue. Yeah, uh, yeah. The design. It's the like, lineup. If you, if, <laughs> if you put too much stuff together, it just looks bad. But holy shit, like this is so much cool. stuff that it. He's got that, that ice it Actually, looks good. 
It's the same things. I kind of wait. Are we? Iceberg. Is it saying that the stuff about like space and our artificial intelligence and fucking like the dark fleet is at the top of the iceberg? This is what we know. The the QAnon is in the Matrix stuff that we just do. Yeah, dude. Like Don, all the stuff that made sense is towards the bottom of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. How much money this guy's made off of these? Probably more than you think. I, I saw a, a Mercedes with a Q. Um, the Mercedes, the license plate, I think it was a Mercedes, said G-Wagon. I don't really know what that means. And uh, he had a Q bumper sticker. There's a guy and a girl in the, in the car I don't driving know. around River Oaks. I've seen a couple like Q bumper stickers. I saw one at Target a while back. Aaron, what's your What's your email? <laughs> 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 end up on some NSA watch list. Yeah, just send it to uh, send it to wife who draft. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> admin at wifeudraft.com. Ask for a partner. <laughs> send, yeah, send it to that one. Gonna, the wife who draft is going to end up on the maps. And... Yeah. Dude, I don't know that's if that'll help her. <laughs> I, I, listen, if it brings in clients and they start paying me money, then, then maybe that would be better than not. Timeline reality. What is... Do you think so I could? Or... Do you think I could get a tax write-off for paying for advertisement space on the Great Awakening map? <laughs> <laughs> advertising space. <laughs> Do you get your brought to you by the wife later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get banned yeah. from everything. Yeah, brought to you by some like real life anime titties. Some of these even like events, or is this just things that are it's just like. Random buzzwords, deep state cabal, Illuminati arrests. Like, what was that? Shift to five D consciousness. Full disclosure. I would the like, ET I mean, I Galactic like, Federation. God, I feel like a good point of this is just like I just need context for what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, yeah, we are missing a lot. Energy av- available to all. Oceans clean. Pollution clean. All right. Universal knowledge. Uh, Ascension symptoms. Uh, collective consciousness. Move toward moves towards oneness pre telepathy. Okay. What is Draco expelled from solar system? Malfoy? <laughs> Draco yeah. expelled. You're kicked out. <laughs> oh god. Hogwarts. Enter the dra and into the dragon. Mega Earth and Dragon. Like yeah. Or something. Villains that fandom. Oh, it was Malfoy. I fucking knew it. Yeah, dude, I think I don't know. This is this sounds like oh, it's just it's a consolation. <laughs> wow, yeah, they're they're really going into some Star Wars shit. I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really listen, would like to see some really... statistics on like the demographics of this organization. Like, is this is this mostly dudes? Are there? Like I, I liked how that that podcast talked about the you know the psychedelic subgenre of it, but I feel like there's a lot of uh, you know yeehaw fuckers in it. There's a lot of like just uh, yeah, I feel like they'd be turned off by all of this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess there's there's levels to it. Um, there's like all the Republicans that just want the Democrats to be evil. I'm sure like they don't really give a shit about all the the deep state whatever crap. Yeah. They just want the Democrats to lose and the liberals to cry. But I find it very not interesting. I guess fascinating how how people can make these type of connections to to such a degree. Um, 
and at least be so convinced that they're true. It's just like you start with something simple and then you just keep doubling down and you just keep doubling down a million times and you end up at, uh, you know, Draco expelled from the Galactic Union in 2050. Um, Like, did did y'all watch, uh, there is a documentary on Flat Earthers on Netflix that was really good. It, it, It interviewed and followed the founder of Flat Earth movement well he, he popularized it and he's the head of this big flat earth committee and it went into his motivation of like how he started and how he got into this and he really just started like very small of like i don't have like direct proof but like have y'all ever thought about this kind of thing on like message boards and then it picked up he built a community around it he was a leader he had a purpose and what really hooked him in is he, he the whole movie he's like he's organizing things with his like uh, vice president co-chair kind of thing, which is this chick who lives in Houston. And he's just obviously in love with this girl. And she, it probably just likes him because he like has this leadership position and he's like just this awkward, not uh, attractive or charismatic dude. And it just really influenced like this whole movement is at the crux of it is just one loser trying to get laid and it just it just snowballs into this like uh perpetually double downing kind of thing until this whole committee is just influencing all these people and they're indoctrinating their children with this but the the initial influences can be you know are probably like the the bullshit you'd expect well at what point i mean that's just a cult like at what point does a does a line get drawn between i i know there's a definition what's, it, what's a cult like uh, is wall street's bets uh a cult uh i like i uh, i remember watching uh not a documentary but it was like an analysis on how cults get formed and stuff like that and they had like certain like criteria for what determines a cult and one of them which is like not always true uh but is usually true is like there is some there is some innate sexual like uh desire or like it or some innate sexual like uh requirement that determines what the cult is so like the person in charge like wanting to have sex with multiple people or wanting to have sex with a person so creating all of these things like to surround that need or like requiring people to have sex with the person in charge to like continue to go blah 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 whatever like uh having uh that sexual desire and requirement was like like 60 40 percent like uh, an indicator that yeah that, that organization was a cult um but yeah i mean that kind of just interests me to to kind I mean, of like question like at what point is it does the line just get crossed and it's just like no this is just a cult now like i feel like, like that word is so vague the, the example I was thinking of, uh, yeah, it's it's not like he was he was fucking all these flat earthers. Uh, it, it was just it's just funny that like this, you know, just teenage kind of thing of like, oh, I want this girl to like me, just snowballed <laughs> into this like him doubling down and like just refusing to give up any power because then he would, you know, not be attractive anymore to this girl. And then you get to the. Uh, I think that's funny. <laughs> like and it's, it's like inherently... that's sad. <laughs> it is. It is funny. It is sad. But it's like what it, you know, like the the QAnon shaman. He was, uh, you know, well, I guess 
in the podcast, he was seen as kind of like an outsider, but he was trying to build an acting career on it. So he was like an actor and he, um, he would do voiceovers, <laughs> which it showed a bunch of in the podcast, which were hilarious. Um, yeah. but they, they like people build communities around these ideas and they get social value and social currency from, being a part of these movements because you know it hypes the other other people up and other people get this like temporary high of like oh i have a purpose now and uh you contributed to that so like i kind of like you um well it gives trust like, you a little bit more it gives a position of power right like if people as- ascribe and enable like if that, you're, that type of organization then being being in a position of like authority gives you some type of power whether you said that's like social credit or whatever so yeah like you get you get benefits out of just being a part of that and being in like being the one who runs that so that's kind of that's just kind of yeah. funny that's kind of yeah, just like, it's like uh, yeah go ahead I, I don't know I, it's probably not a fair comparison but I, i'm kind of thinking of it now like a celebrity uh whose like main thing is just like oh people just really like his music and like the whole the whole thing is like based off of like this person's one album is like the thing that they people keep spreading like that's kind of like what i'm what i'm kind of like comparing it to at this point like that's kind of i don't know what do you mean like Like, uh like Chappelle's bit where he's like oh this current event happened let's see what ja rule has to say (laughs) or like just the idea that like you like a celebrity for something so it gives you it gives them like a trust or credit that they don't necessarily deserve kind of to a, to a degree i guess so but i guess yeah like having having people that are i guess agree with it and um like ascribe to whatever that singular thing is and just see it as like a like a oh i'm a very i'm a huge fan of what this guy has to say so like this must be true or like whatever he does yeah. must be like the fucking truth so then that just yeah. snowballs into such a bigger thing of like, well, now like other people that that guy knows are like doing this and that. So of course I just have to like su- uh, subscribe to that too. Like that's big. Yeah. Like who, 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 who's the guy featured in this new track? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like you build trust in people and they, they kind of rub off on you. And little by little, we all just become QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> when the Republican Party falls I mean, and it's replaced by the Q Party. That would be interesting. It is It is interesting. Uh, yeah, like Trump kind of accepts the support and like vaguely winks in the direction of them but never explicitly says anything. I did see like the... I think that was episode like 130 that said... Uh, the, the one that you uh, shared and the one immediately after it was like, do you still believe in QAnon after Trump? And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> these are the two to listen to. These are yeah. like, these are back-to-back hits. <laughs> yeah, it was like shared by a different podcast and they're saying like mm. the past like 10 or so episodes have all been like straight fire apparently. <laughs> like, Damn. It started like two years ago when QAnon was like just becoming like a mainstream thing. But what's their deal? Are they reporting on it, or are some of them actually in it? Uh, they're just reporting on it. And I think mm-hmm. some there's like some episodes where they go like undercover or some shit. I don't really mm-hmm. know, but I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny if uh, next year you just see 
like the QAnon shaman on The Apprentice. He's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just have the feeling of like, that would be like a great all gas, no breaks video. Yeah. Yeah, that would be like an amazing. Uh, yeah, that would be an amazing like all gas no breaks video. <laughs> you would like not be able to wait to see that. I fucking click on that immediately. Jesus, yeah, has he put out a video recently? I don't think I've seen one. I don't think so. I I don't. I have mixed feelings on him. Because uh, I his videos. I don't know. There's some really funny ones, but some of them I'm just like I just feel bad for the people in the videos. Like I feel like yeah. he's just kind of making fun of and he's just yeah he's humiliating these people with like i I don't know maybe maybe some of them are just like super drunk or some of them might have some kind of mental illness and he's just like yeah i don't know that's kind of how i felt about it i think the bigfoot one was pretty oh yeah the bigfoot felt really bad for those people yeah i was i was actually just about to bring that up i was gonna say that last one had me feeling like "Mm, maybe i don't know how i feel about that but the other thing that I guess like the, the other reason why I'm like, well, I like the videos is mainly because uh, a lot of the times he's just letting them do it. Uh, yeah. Like, he's not really like influencing their actions or whatever. He's mainly just like playing like a bystander role and just letting them like express themselves. But like the whole like Florida man and Florida man Two, that's the one I'm just like, I don't know. Like, of course these, like these people clearly have something wrong with them. Like, uh, fucking joker and his friend like that's just yeah like that's hard like but what what do you do there uh but it's like i mean but that's like real that's real life like somebody <laughs> there's probably a billion people it's real but he's not he's not reporting on it from like oh what in your childhood like for, who abused you to the point where you now have like 10 face tattoos that like make you look like the joker he's just like he's just like oh you look funny and that's the whole yeah, it's kind of just like edited in a way that's also meant for us to kind of laugh at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily yeah. Be informed. He does have some that are more informative, but yeah, he I does agree that it could be more exploitative sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when with videos that are like that, where it's kind of um, at least like watching that as like a normal human being, we would we would initially think like of course this is going to be a bunch of stupid people or like a bunch of like funny moments or whatever and then i think in those times those videos are like cut in a way or like edited in a way to make us still have that reaction of like well these people are crazy or whatever but that's uh, why people watch shit like that you know like about trashier people or you know like fight videos like you know it's just like oh yeah i'm smarter or more civilized or i'm better than these people it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, you, you you're on like YouTube watching these dumbass videos all day to make yourself feel <laughs> superior, I guess. Like, but I don't know, like I don't like the whole the whole Tiger King like phenomenon. Like everyone yeah. was just so obsessed with just watching this trashy, self destructive person. This is like make stupid ass memes for like you know ten episodes or whatever. But like, I just that was the whole disturbing. Thing, like, yeah, it's very weird. I was like. It's just so people can laugh at him, really. It wasn't like, you know, some compelling story about the, you know, the folly of man or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> here's this dumbass dude who got a bunch of dumbasses to like take cocaine so he could suck his dick or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
he is like a straight husband meth addict who he's like just keeping addicted to meth and supplying it's yeah it's disturbing yeah but i, I feel like yeah. you know to some degree it's meant to make people feel better about their own shitty lives i guess <laughs> yeah well, no i think that's i think uh, that is interesting like, the biggest part of it is i mean i think that's the form of entertainment that that's there is the fact that like people people are going to be like what the what the fuck is going on like what why is this happening and then it's going to make them feel better because it's going to be well. At least I, at least my life isn't this bad, or at least I'm not like him. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of times where, uh, like the 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 entertainment or the joy you get out of consuming stuff like that is the fact that it makes you just feel better about your life or your situation. Like it could, it, it could definitely it, be worse. It's it's more complicated than that because it's like, you know, you you wouldn't just look at like uh, you know just some starving you know, malnourished child and be like, Oh, at least I'm not that and get like a good feeling from it. <laughs> like it's, there's, there's, there has to be something a little bit more than like, Oh, this person's fucked up. Maybe, maybe it's just like, like it's like these people are made dumb decisions, so you kind of feel like, oh, well, they deserve mm. it. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's like, a yeah, good point. Like, I'm not gonna go watch a video of some like kid starving in Africa and be like, oh, get fucked. Like, <laughs> Let's just get a job. Like, like yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna. That's not the thought process because usually, like, I'm gonna be like, well, that's that's sad. That's damn. But that yeah, is like, true. Like Isaiah said, like these people probably deserve it. I think that idea of like, of me, I'm going into this. Like thinking that these probably these people fucked up in a way that like this is whatever is happening is totally their fault. Like if I'm but isn't that people, still like it, there's still some like untruth to that of like like did he really make the bad decision or did his you know childhood influence exactly. him? Did like, he have some like, like fucked up thing happen? It's like we tell weird. ourselves he made bad decisions and we could do better as him. Yeah, but, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we you know in that situation. You know, we had the same upbringing as the Tiger King. You know, it's like, would you really have turned out much different or probably worse? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's when it comes to like, well, how many degrees of separation are there between like the the root cause and who you are now? Like, if you're like a 40 year old man who's like fucking like tigers or whatever, whatever was going on with that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to feel bad. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you probably you probably fucked up multiple times in your life. I'm not going to be like, oh, you had a bad childhood. Dang, that's kind of rough. Did and any of us actually happen. watch Tiger King? No, I watched a few episodes. Okay, okay. Literally, like shitting on this. None of us watched it. I was like, "Dude, have no idea what happened." <laughs> I was like, that, "I just assumed that, like, yeah, he probably fucks tigers." I mean, so uh, yeah, I don't think that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only logical conclusion I can make out of any of this that I'm getting. Yeah, I watched. Uh, my roommate was watching it, so I like I would walk in and out of the room and see clips of it. Yeah, that's basically how much of I I watched. Yeah, I, I couldn't sit down and watch it for multiple sittings. It was just too depressing for me. Yeah, like I, I I have heard from people that have watched it, or at least like seeing like stuff on like social media or whatever about it. That like uh, yeah, like his his background was really fucked up or something. Like he, there was a lot that happened that that ended up causing like the whole situation, which was like, okay, of course there's no way I'm going to fucking know all of that stuff. And I also don't have any interest in actually like looking it up or, or watching it, but like, yeah, of course, I think there is always going to be a bigger, like, uh, or like there's always going to be a cause to what's happening, whether or not like it's 
something that was in out of his control or not. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with any of that shit. But I think uh, my uh, I draw the line where that's if that's no longer funny to me, then I don't want to know any more about it for this particular situation. <laughs> Yeah, when it stops being funny, I think I'm out. <laughs> yeah, well, this is fun, but I got to drive back to Houston a bit, so probably time for me to get off. All right, man. Yeah, we can we can call it. I got to go soon, yeah. too. Oh, hey, it's uh, me again. I see you made it to the end of this episode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the time you spent with us so far. Uh, we definitely had a good time. Uh, if you didn't, then shit, I guess let us know why. Uh And yeah, I guess we'll see when the next episode comes out. Until next time.